0: all right podcast listeners welcome back to cut the shit get fit this is episode 221 and it's a special one because i listen to my audience when they reach out this is the first of many interviews with regular people that inspire me honestly because i think that the next handful of interviewees have figured out this whole health and fitness thing while living a normal life. I had a suggestion online to start interviewing real people that have seen results rather than some professionals out there spewing advice. So hopefully you enjoy this new direction in a couple upcoming interviews of people that I know from the gym that show up daily, put in 100% effort, and are seeing the benefits of health and exercise. So the first one up is a special, special person. Her name is Annie Christensen. Here we go. Um... So maybe what we can do to get started, because this is kind of cool, this is the first time that I'm like at a guest's house. Welcome. Right? Okay. Um, so it's super cool for me, but uh, maybe to get started, introduce yourself, tell the audience what you do, okay. who you are deep down inside. Oh God.
1: That's another podcast. Yeah. Um, my name is Annie, but you probably heard that in the intro. Um, I am a 28-year-old wife for our mama. Tell them how cute my dog is.
0: Super cute. I love dogs, honestly. Oh,
1: do you think it'll catch him sniffing it? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I own, well, I own, I guess, three businesses, but I've put them under one roof. Um, and then I'm all the other things. A sister, uh, auntie, daughter... Awesome
0: okay perfect so i'm really excited because when i posted on facebook that um i needed suggestions for um guests someone mentioned it would be awesome to hear everyday people going through the struggle of fitness and health and i was like that damn that's like a brilliant idea yeah and like i started like thinking of who i should get on that is like Just an amazing individual that's going through the process. Um, And, like, first person that kind of actually popped up is, like, you. I was
1: number one. Yeah, you were, yeah. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, so, like, what's interesting about this is, like, I don't, you're not one of my clients. I just see you at Aura, like, every single day, which is, like, freaking amazing. And you're, like, your personality type is, like... I, I, I can't even put it into words because it's like you, you just come off as like the most approachable person just people love to be around you and uh, I don't know where I was going with this just like you're awesome but um let's kind of get started to how you first started at Aura your whole journey how did you first start getting into the gym Oh man
1: that's a loaded question and I could answer that so many different ways um, I've done it all. I've done the $8.99 a month gym, gym memberships. Um, I've been to some boutique gyms. I've been to more, like, CrossFit-style gyms. Um, the big box gyms. I've, I've done all of them. The one-month yoga pass. Yeah. Um, and I never really felt at home and I didn't know what I was doing. I would go to the gym where you pay $8 and just try and figure out what to do on all the machines and I, and I, I just didn't know. So, because of that, I never saw results. Um, I never felt great after I left because I probably did nothing. Um, and it was just kind of a waste of my time. Uh, and when did I join? It was just my one year. At Aura, so in Congrats. February. Yeah, Congrats, thank you, yeah, thank you. Thank um, you. I was in a dark place in my health journey. Uh, I had a personal health journey kind of come up. I don't want to call them complications, but it was definitely discouraging. Um, my body wasn't working the way it was supposed to. Um definitely some bad body image issues but it was more like anger within mm. myself and um, how did I? Brendan.
0: Okay. Brendan
1: yeah. at Aura nice. invited me and my girlfriend to come try it out. I was at another gym in Langley but it was a bit too intense for me the style of workouts they were doing at that time. Um, and they were talking about yoga and spin and I was like, okay, those are all great things I should be doing right now. Didn't know at the time that it was going to be several months down the road until
0: <laughs> until they
1: actually put those programs in, but that's fine. So yeah, it was Brendan. He invited us to come try it out. Um, so we did. It was in a the warehouse. It yeah. was like a warehouse style gym at the time. Um... And the first day was with Coach Mark. If you don't know who Coach Mark is, his biceps were like, they're as big as my thighs. I walked in there, people were yelling. It was super intimidating. Yelling like training, not yelling at each other. It was super intimidating. Um, My girlfriend didn't end up joining me, uh, but I did stay. Uh, I made it through the first class. And the moment that I knew that I I kind of found something that was going to be okay, even though I was absolutely intimidated by the trainers because you guys are all in phenomenal shape. Um, Mark, he sat down on the floor next to me and taught me what a dead bug was. Simple movement, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't figure it out. And he literally like stopped the class and took a moment just to show me. And that's where my journey
0: began. Yeah, I think a lot of people when they first kind of get started, they like, Typical thing where they try so many different gyms and it, it's a process to find what really, really kind of goes with your own core values and like the story with just Mark and I think all the coaches at or are like that or like they'll spend time and if they see something weird they'll like go over to you like hey how does that feel not good all right let's do it this way instead right yeah um, and I think for a lot of people like the intimidation factor like you just kind of have to get through to your head that everyone starts there right like it's it, it sucks it's like going to a party that you got invited to but you don't know anyone there and you're like I really don't want to do this
1: absolutely but like
0: when you get through that actual hump you're like oh this is not that bad
1: absolutely and I had even like less experience than the average person I did not do PE in high school nice. I was totally excused from PE I my sport I, I, I did enough activity that that I got free credits basically um, so I had never lifted a barbell before nice. like I didn't know what a barbell was even to this day when we have medicine balls and we're supposed to throw them at the wall like people are used to playing basketball they learn those things in high school I didn't
0: nice. so
1: it was like not so much an intimidation of I was comfortable enough in my own skin. Um, I didn't feel like I compared myself to too many people. It wasn't intimidation that way, but it was the, like, the mental game. Like, Annie, you can throw a ball. Like, yeah. it's going to be okay.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, all my clients that I started with, they all kind of came from the same background. Like, because I primarily just train women. I don't know why, but I just, like, it's 90% moms, which is, like, awesome. Yeah. And, like, most of them never played a sport in their life. And when they kind of get into the rhythm of coming every single week, I start throwing small stuff like like that that's more athletic. In the beginning they're just like all over the place, but after a while you just kind of get used to it and then eventually you're just like a pro. You're an athlete, essentially. You are an athlete, yeah. Um, But the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on too is like, because I I can't remember what episode I was talking about this, but like most people look at the gym and exercise as like, I have to lose weight but exercise is so much more and like for you coming from kind of like a dark place with health issues mm-hmm. I think a lot of people if they change that mindset is like I'm not going to the gym to lose weight I'm there to actually just improve my health changes a lot of things so now you don't have like a timeline of like six weeks I'm gonna lose 40 pounds which is like not realistic whereas Absolutely. you're just trying to improve your health. Um, And I just find, like, when people start exercising and they see the benefit, they're like, oh, I'm sleeping better. I can, like, take on more stress. And, like, things are just clearing up. And I'm like, oh, who would have thought exercise was good for you? Amazing. But maybe, like, because you also mentioned um, body image issues. And Mm -hmm. I've spoken about this topic a lot Mm -hmm. with other people. So I'm kind of curious on your end of things, like... I I just think in general, women have like such a high standard they need to meet, but when it yeah, it's like ridiculous, but, um, I'm kind of curious of your, like your whole take on that whole issue. Like, what do you think about body image issues for women in general? And then maybe we can talk about. Totally. So
1: that question just makes my heart sink. Yeah. Um, and kind of a bit, a loss for words because it's such a huge issue, And for someone like me to speak to it yeah um, I watch it happen we live in an era of social media I know it was an issue before um, but I didn't actually this this might sound crazy because I live on the online world that's part of where my business lives I honest to God did not realize that the average everyday girl were photoshopping their images to change how they looked. Like, I thought that that was something for, like, the Instagram famous or the celebrities. They were getting their photographs airbrushed, but a girlfriend showed me a picture of one of her friends that I've seen before in other photos, and I was, like, I was blown away. That we're doing that, that we have uh, such, I guess, low self-esteem um, that we feel the need to present ourselves that way.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, if you look back in, like, the 90s when we had the old school cameras where you just, like, you take one photo and you don't get to see it until you have it developed. Yeah. Whereas, like, now, is like you take a photo with your phone you look at it, no, we're doing it again. And you like keep going and keep going. Whereas, yeah. like, back in the day, I don't know, like, this is just, like, thinking out loud I think maybe back in the 90s it was a little bit better where you just take a photo and you're like oh that's how I look okay awesome I'm gonna go put it in a photo album right
1: totally whereas now you have... and the world isn't going to comment <laughs> on yeah, that photo also because it's it's on your shelf at home yeah
0: that's that's the tough thing with like social media is like that one photo you see that you're like oh I wish I could look like x y and z yeah. is like the highlight reel of that day like it's not how the person looks every single day.
1: It is not how I look at 8am at the gym. Yes. But, okay. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. But if you have to give advice to women out there dealing with their own body image issues, like what are some things that they could focus on? Cause like, again, there's no perfect answer cause everyone's a little bit different, yeah. but like.
1: I, uh, so, and I want to focus on both ends of the spectrum. Um, I'm by no means a teeny tiny thin girl, but I do have a small frame. And the, the comments that we make towards each other, I guess, is what, the, the advice. Okay, let's, let's, let's sure. roll this back a little bit. Um, the advice I would give is just to think before you speak and before you make comments online. Um, something that you might think is a compliment to that, that girl that maybe is a size 2 um, or that you think might be a compliment to that girl that's a size 14, it might not actually be a compliment. Um, so I guess just just think twice about what you say and how, how you say it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And like the other thing for like. i
1: sell clothing yeah and i'm constantly there's pictures of me online and clothing and it, it, so yeah the comments just be careful yeah for sure yeah
0: like for me as like a coach when i start working with women they all have like i want this number to go down i want this number to go down and i try to change the conversation where because I don't believe weighing in women at all, I'm like, just yeah. get rid of the scale. Because there's never been any person in this world that stepped on the scale and they're like, fuck yeah, that's the number I want to see. <laughs> so at my Aura
1: Challenge weigh in, I asked to not see the number. Okay. I have no Fair idea enough. what I weighed yeah, at. Good. Yeah.
0: Because like, uh, one of our other Aura members who just posted like her eight week transformation. Yeah. Um, she like obviously changed like a lot because she's one crazy coming in like three hours every day, but. Um, she weighs the same and she looks completely different. Yeah. Right? And, like, one of the stories I think I've said on my show a couple times is where when I was at my old gym, I had this one woman where, you know, she dropped, I think, two dress sizes and she wanted to get weighed in. And I'm like, no, I don't want to weigh you in. It's not going to be a good idea. She goes, no, no, I can take it. And she ended up stepping on and she was, like, a pound heavier than when she first started. But she was completely different, like, new person, And it just, like, destroyed her, and that was the last day I saw her. Like, she totally ghosted me, and I was like, fuck. So I'm never, like, ever weighing someone in. But um, the point I was trying to make is, like, I try to change the conversation to, like, performance goals. So I try to tell my female clients, like, I want you to be able to do a chin-up. I want you to be able to deadlift your body weight, because you have to look a certain way to be able to do that. So now when you change your mindset to, like, okay, I need to come to the gym so I can work on this and this so I can get to my chin-up. Rather than like I need to weigh myself multiple times a day and then have this like psychological warfare with myself and now I'm not happy. Totally.
1: I, I personally have gained nine pounds.
0: Nice, in good a for year. you.
1: So, <laughs> and I go to the gym five to six days a week. So yeah. that says something. Like Oh,
0: hundred percent. Like, if you look at physiological like muscle weighs more than fat, like <laughs> But when you say that to a woman, she doesn't really understand that. All she th- hears is, like, it weighs more, which is, is a bad thing. But it, it's it's tough training women and trying to, like, get past. Because even women who get to that, like, physique that they want, they'll still find something that totally. um, that is not good enough, essentially. But um, another topic I like to bring up is, like, self-negative talk. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of curious, like how do you deal with it how do you like help other women deal with it or is there a way to deal with it
1: so if you look at the mirrors in my house like this one right outside here before i leave the door it says hello gorgeous the mirrors in my store say hey you yeah you you're perfect um so i'm huge on self-talk I do a lot of personal meditation, and that's kind of where I set my intention for the day. Um, and whatever that message is, I just all day remind myself of that. Awesome. Yeah, that one's an easy one.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, it's easy for me. Yeah.
1: Once you learn how to do it, it's easy. It's yeah. not easy to start, but.
0: Yeah, I think like it sounds silly, but it does go a long way. But I think someone told me, like, when you get into those, that negative space, you just have to ask yourself, like, why do I feel like I can talk to myself that way? Like, wh- where does that stem from? And then you start thinking about it, you're like, I don't even know, right? Like
1: Totally. But... And how to snap yourself out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I just start with something simple. So, like, for me personally, one of my... When I'm kind of... When I put my gym clothes on, and maybe I'm not feeling great that day, I stop myself and say, Annie... You can physically walk out your front door and walk to a gym and exercise. Yeah. You're winning.
0: Yeah, 100%. It, it's the small wins over time. It's
1: <laughs> a huge win. Yeah, big
0: time. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this can kind of go into like, because you said you come to the gym five to six times a week and that's freaking crazy because most people can't even like make the commitment to one day a week. And that's like one of my rules when I start with a brand new client. I'm like, I want you to commit at least one day. Yeah. For like the rest of your life because you'll see huge changes mm-hmm. so i'm kind of curious how did you prioritize the gym in your life
1: yeah so at first last february that was exactly it i was like annie you are going two days a week like you yep. can do this and there was a lot of self-talk there were a lot of weeks that i went once or that i didn't go um and then something changed in the summer and i can't really pinpoint what it was but I started noticing how I felt when I left the gym Mm -hmm. so it wasn't as much as how I felt while I was at the gym but I kind of felt invincible for an hour after I worked out Um, and at that time I was in the helm of starting my new business I was working 16 hour days easy seven days a week Um, I started this business on my own so it was (laughs) all on my lonesome and it was crazy and I just started going more because I kind of got addicted to that feeling of after the gym it was my hour of peace it was serenity it was my own space Um, any issue that came up with starting the new business if it came at me in that in that hour after the gym it was a non-issue so it was really powerful And I think there began kind of an addiction to it. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, And then it just went from there. And then I would go four days a week and then five. And now some weeks I'm going six. And and I'm not showing up to the gym every day and working my ass off. Some days I show up and I just kind of do a little bit of everything. And I don't push myself. Because I don't have it in me to push myself. And I think that's important to recognize too. Yeah. So when you say, Annie, wow, you go six days a week. It's like, yeah, but there's <laughs> like within reason. Yeah. Right?
0: I think the important thing is just to show up. And that's what I tell clients all the time. Because yeah. it's like...
1: You just have to show up.
0: Like, yeah, you could have had two hours of sleep last night because your kid was like up all night. Or a good one I always mention is like I had one one of my clients borderline alcoholic but like he like
1: not cool but sarcasm
0: (laughs) but like he had a good time with it but anyway like one time he like showed up so hungover and he's like i don't even know why i'm here and i'm like the important thing is you showed up because you can always adjust your workout like it's just getting into the habit of showing up totally yeah.
1: totally and if i honestly if i couldn't show up for myself i showed up for most of the time it's mark or tom yeah um because they showed up
0: yeah 100 percent. and i think that's the other thing too is like if you find a gym where you like the people in there yeah. and you like the environment it makes it that much easier totally yeah absolutely um maybe let's touch on like how how and when you started your business and oh, why you wanted to start the business and what is the business? Yeah. Okay.
1: So February, I keep going back to last February, but it really was a pivotal moment in my short little life. Um, I've always been a creative, um, I had an online business called Peerprints have still there. Um, and I print graphic mugs. So I would design and print graphic mugs right at that desk over there. And I'd put them in my kitchen. This is the first mug I ever made, actually. Oh, cool. The irony of that.
0: that. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I love it.
1: Um, <laughs> so I had that online business. I had just finished my schooling and marketing. That took me, I think, seven years to do. Nice. Um, and I had a full-time career. Uh, but I couldn't keep up anymore. My online mug sales were taking over my life, which was amazing. Um, I was grateful for it, but I kind of had to make a decision. I also, at the same time, I was dealing with beginning that health journey that I keep kind of going back to. So there were a lot of things happening, and I uh, things weren't improving in that journey, so I had to make some changes. Um, I needed to de-stress, which is hilarious. (laughs) So I decided to start my own business. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) So I um, left my full-time career job um, and signed a lease on a space. And I knew that I couldn't just make mugs. Like, that's ridiculous. That's not... Well, maybe it is a full business for some people, but that wouldn't be feasible for me. So... I thought um, to myself what do I not like about working at home um, that sounds like a dream to some people yeah. but I didn't like that I would get distracted I would feel like oh I need to go do laundry oh I should start dinner yeah um, and I was lonely it's so lonely working five days a week at home when you're a creative and when people inspire you mm-hmm. um, so I was like, there's got to be other annies out there that are craving just human connection. We're always on the online world. As I said, my business was purely online, but I wanted to sit and talk to people. And my I know it sounds crazy, but my mugs tell stories. Like I'm part of birth announcements with my mugs. Like so. people tell their parents they're pregnant with my mugs. I'm they do weddings with my mugs like there's so many stories with my mugs so i really wanted to be able to meet my customers it started getting weird they were in my living room all the time or (laughs) picking them up from my front porch so fast forward i found the space um i decided to split it in two so the front is where i could retail my mugs and then i brought in some fashion to kind of supplement the space and then the back is co-working so there's now 8 entrepreneurs that share the space with me and essentially run their business back there
0: there you go. Yeah, that was um, really long. But, no, that's fine. Like that, that's why like when I do podcast interviews, yeah. the best guests are the ones that you just like you ask one question, they go off for twenty minutes and then you ask the next one. You're like, Oh, yeah. I guess we're right out of time. Yeah, like <laughs> I could have added a lot more in there. I tried yeah. to fast forward
1: that a bit. Um,
0: maybe to kind of touch on like what did you do before before like starting your business? What was your job?
1: Um, I was people don't know what this means but I was a constituency assistant so I was like uh, an assistant to the community and to a provincial level politician so in the political world okay fair
0: enough how did that transition of you like realizing that okay now I need to quit this job and then make this giant leap like what was some of the conversations you had in your head where you kind of led to the answer where you're like okay I need to like quit my job sign this lease and just just pull the trigger
1: um back to my health journey things, okay. things were not changing for me yeah um my health wasn't improving um so i needed to just make myself happy and i needed to do what i thought would equate to happiness okay fair yeah.
0: enough yeah because i think a lot of people find themselves in those situations and they don't want to pull the trigger because they're just kind of used to like whatever it's
1: fucking terrifying yeah yeah, it is is. there is no like i was i was thinking to myself earlier how did i feel like this time last year fast forward a little bit maybe like next month yeah last year like just close your eyes and picture that the bank just called and said they're taking your house away, your husband's leaving you, (laughs) and your whole family just died, and live in that moment of, like, fear, that, like, choking in your throat, like, heart to the floor, like, I felt like that every single step of making this decision, it was not easy, like, it it was extreme, like, I'm talking vomiting constantly, like, it was awful, but absolutely worth it and I do think you have to be a little bit naive to start your own business
0: (laughs) awesome yeah um maybe on that note we can start getting into some of the questions we got because a lot of people started asking like questions about your business how you fit stuff in um maybe we can kind of go back and forth between our phones okay because the crazy thing is like what we were talking before we even started um recording is like you basically have a fan group out there that, you know, the moment I posted on Facebook and Instagram that I'm interviewing you, like people are sharing the post. People are like so pumped that you're going to be on. Um, So maybe we can start with Allie Power. Oh yeah. yeah. Shout out to Allie if you're listening. (laughs) Um, I would love to know the process. Oh, we kind of talked about it. Uh, Deciding to quit her full-time job (laughs) and pursue her own business. Um, We kind of chatted about all this. I
1: also, um, during this time, this was a crazy four months and Allie kind of lived a little bit of this, um, with me, uh, through my journey. Um, but I also had hired, actually I didn't hire her. I won freakishly enough. Things happen for a reason. Yeah. I won an online contest, um, for this life, mind, body, soul coach program. Okay. Um, So, Anna is her name, and she's in Langley. Uh, She also coached me through this, and she made me put all of these feelings and thoughts on paper. And she coached me through the fear and what fear is and how fear is real, but it's also not real. It's a a feeling. It's Mm -hmm. an animal instinct reaction. Um, So she coached me through... I guess kind of pushing that aside so I could make my decision.
0: Fair enough. Can you touch on more about fear? Because I think that's a good topic. (gasps) Jeez. Yeah.
1: Fear. Yeah. Um, How did she describe it to me? And it just made so much sense. I'm going to try, but I might butcher this. (laughs) So that feeling of fear, when you feel it in your throat and you feel it in your chest when you're about to do something, whether it's a decision, whatever, whatever it is, that that is an an in- instinct we have from thousands of years ago. That's the same feeling that we have when there was a saber-toothed tiger chasing us. Mm-hmm. She's gonna laugh, I hope she listens to this. <laughs> um, so, I, I sit back, and when I'm making a decision, whether it's a decision in business or in life, I say, what is the worst thing that is going to happen right now? Yeah. And I'm probably, like, knock on wood, not going to die like that saber-toothed tiger was chasing yeah. me. So I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So whatever that decision is, as long as you can say, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Am I okay with that? it's gonna be okay yeah like i came up with so obviously one of my big fears was oh my god like i'm not gonna have an income that's okay you can sell your mugs to help supplement your rent at your store Mm -hmm. you have a little bit of savings what happens if that savings gone is it worth renting a room out in your house oh great you you've got more income there's always a way yeah so i think it's just really pushing aside fear thinking of worst case scenario because that's always where my mind goes how can i handle that it's probably going to be okay
0: sweet um is it anna win by chance it is yeah okay she has a question on your too (laughs) Um, define and describe how the health of your mind slash body and the health of your business are connected okay
1: yeah yeah well that's pretty much everything Um, I am my business I am a single business owner Um, so if I'm not okay my business isn't okay yeah and it's as simple as that like I I'm literally the bookkeeper and the cashier and Mm -hmm. the janitor and everything. So if I can't show up 100% that day.
0: <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. Cause like in my industry, it's the same things. A lot of coaches will train long hours from the early morning all into the night and then they start getting into that burnout and then yeah. now they can't give the 100% to the client and then the service goes down. But it's, like, this never-ending cycle. Of like, you want to keep helping people, but now you can't even help yourself. And now you can't help your client. and then Totally. Just, I'm
1: pfft. really feeling like my business is very relatable to trainers. Like, being yeah. an entrepreneur, it's, it's very similar.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, in my industry, to actually do well, like, there's not a lot. Like, or is the exception. But there's no, like, you get hired by a gym and, like, you don't have to worry about anything. Like, totally. you still have to... Get new clients, you got to make their programs, you got to find new ways to bring more income in. Because most places you work at a gym, you got to pay rent, you also got to pay your insurance, you also got to pay this, you got to pay that, and then you got to work enough hours to supplement that. But then you end up working too many hours, and now you got to figure out ways to get yourself off the floor and work on the business like it's a never ending cycle. Yeah, yeah,
1: interesting, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're all they're all connected. And if I don't take care of one, then the other one's suffering. Yeah. Mind, body, soul. I think that was her.
0: Um, another good question from Sandy. Oh. <laughs> How does your hair look so beautiful every day? Seriously, so put together all the time. She rocks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, thank you, Sandy. Uh, the hair thing is kind of a joke, but it is something that does fill up my Instagram inbox <laughs> on the regular. Um... I'm just lucky (laughs) I I didn't I hadn't gotten my hair done in nine months until last week so
0: okay (laughs) Um, we also got someone Instagram too which I just have to pull up and then maybe you can pull up yours as well actually this is a good one too uh would love to know how she stays motivated
1: okay uh motivation is a funny word for me for some reason I don't know if I just associate it with like new year's resolutions and it makes me cringe but just because that's a buzzword we hear a lot um but I guess well first of all the gym is a non-negotiable so just how you wake up and go through Starbucks in the morning and Mm -hmm. you don't even think about it that's just part of your day. Yeah. That's what the gym is to me. It's not like, oh, like, should I go? Should I get off the couch and go today? Oh, I don't know if I have time. No, like, I've missed, like, really important meetings to be at the gym. My friends know it's non-negotiable. I will not come to family dinner if it overlaps with the gym because that's my time, and I'm super protective about, protective about it. Um... So it doesn't take motivation for me to get there, so I guess that's amazing because yeah. I'm able to show up and that seems to be, uh, I guess, the challenge for a lot of people, yeah. but once you get to the point where it just is part of your day, it's, it's. I'm gonna say it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, but but it is. Sure. Um, but my motivation is that feeling that I'm talking about the hour where I don't have my cell phone during the class and the hour that I'm invincible after the class. Yeah. Like if I'm having a bad day, my husband will say, can you please go to the gym uh, that's and awesome. it will change our whole weekend.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point is like making it a non-negotiable. Yeah. Cause if you don't, then you can use so many different excuses to yeah. be like, ah, I don't need to go today. I'll go tomorrow."
1: And my friends suffer for it. Absolutely. Like yeah. I could squeeze that coffee date in with a girlfriend once a week. Sure. I probably should 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 sometimes, but I'm also a little bit selfish with my time right now, mm-hmm. and I think everyone should be.
0: Yeah, like I think moms in general <laughs> need to learn that, cause like I've been training moms a long time, yeah. and always their kids will come first. Yeah. But then they run down. They're not happy. They get tired more easily, and it's like if you just were selfish, like with air quotes. Yeah. One hour a day, like.
1: <laughs> one hour a day a week, like start with <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah, you know? honestly, yeah. it
0: makes a big difference, but. Um,
1: but yeah, I guess, and that. And I, I'm not a mom, so I can't speak yeah. to that schedule. Um, but people will say to me, like, aren't you too tired? Or where do you find the time? Yeah. And those questions, like, they're cringeworthy to me. Like, you <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Like, you find the time to scroll on your phone for an hour. You find yeah. the time to watch Netflix. I often miss everything that's on TV. I have no idea what's going on. I don't watch the whatever I'm not gonna name shows because I don't (laughs) think I should but um I don't I don't have time like you're absolutely right but I do have time to go to the gym
0: yeah like one of the exercises I do a lot with clients is like audit their entire day yeah and then when you start seeing like oh you watch three hours worth of house of cards yeah you could probably fit the gym in there, (laughs) or make a meal or like do anything really anything yeah, because that's that's a tough thing. Like, now everything's so accessible to us, and it's like, you go from watching Netflix on your TV, and then you go into bed, and now you're on your phone watching it. Like, there's a lot of other stuff you could be doing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I think if that's my, like, one message is, like, if Annie has the time, you have the time. Yeah. Because I'm an entrepreneur, but I also volunteer a lot, and I also am on boards, and I, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a full day.
0: Yeah, 100%. You have the time. I feel very, like, fortunate that we're doing this. <laughs> you do,
1: yeah. Well, it was a pretty intense. I had one one opportunity window, or else we yeah. were coming here after 9 o'clock at night, so.
0: <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Um, another question was, would love to know how she manages to balance everything in her life and what her motivation is. Girl is an absolute beauty and a frickin' beast all in one. Oh. Yeah. I don't. Okay. <sighs> And I
1: think it's really important that we're upfront and honest about that. I think on my personal Instagram, I try and be honest about that. I don't balance everything. So if my hair looks good that day, I probably didn't meditate. Okay. If I, yeah, I, I don't balance everything, there's always something missing. And any of my coworkers will call this out, um, call me out for this. If I seem to have everything together that, that day, I definitely didn't have lunch. Yeah. So I'm not balancing everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fair enough. Like, especially now for me, like when I thought I was busy last year and I look at this year, I'm like, how the hell am I even getting my shit together? Yeah. So there's a lot of push and pull. Like if you went to my house right now, there's so many dishes just, just sitting there and I'm like yeah you know what that's it is what it is but there's other important things that yeah. you, you should be doing with your time but Absolutely. uh yeah um meditation that's another thing i'll kind of want to touch on quickly is how did you get into that and what kind of benefit do you get from it Anna. okay that her. was a
1: practice that i started with ada i was the person that said my mind is too busy mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have time for that we don't have time for anything it seems um, I, There's no way I could calm myself for 10 minutes. Uh, all I would think about is my day or what I have to do or what I didn't do. Um, so I came up with all of those excuses and that's all they are is excuses. Yeah. Um, so I started with like two minutes, not even... Um, not like right when I would wake up, like after I kind of had some tea and maybe checked emails, then sure. I would start and I would just lay there for two minutes. And if I thought about emails, I thought about emails. Yeah. It was more about, car- similar to the gym, carving out the time for it mm-hmm. and making it a non-negotiable. Sure. And so once I carved out the time for it and the time slot kept grow- growing, I I better figure this out or else I'm just wasting a lot of yeah. my day. Um. So that's kind of how it started. Okay, fair
0: enough. Um, so let's hit up your questions you got for Instagram.
1: They're all, um, sorry, that's not, uh, they're all food related. They're all, what's sure. your meal plan? What do you have for lunch? Like yeah. questions like that. And um, that's where I need help.
0: Okay. I'm fair.
1: really, I probably see, would see a lot uh, better results. Not that I really need to do that. That's not yeah. why I go to the gym. But yeah, no, I 100% fail.
0: Okay, good.
1: Eating. That's awesome. So there's my balance. I'm not balanced. I don't do it all. Something's always got to give, and often it's my nutrition.
0: (laughs) that's fair. like you that...
1: probably don't want to hear that no no not at all that's just like the reality
0: a lot of people have this idea in their head that to be healthy you have to be like eating out of containers of chicken and rice and broccoli every day yeah. which is not sustainable whatsoever unless you're wanting to step on stage thank for something thank you for
1: saying that yeah seriously like, <laughs> I can't make I don't I can't do the six chicken breasts on Sunday no, no. because I actually don't like the way chicken breasts taste a day old that's fair. so yeah. I'm not going to eat it <laughs>
0: But, like, that, that's a tough thing about industry because it's, like, that's what you see online and that's what you just, like, expect. Same with, like, exercise, too. Yeah. It's, like, if I'm not running on the treadmill and crying and throwing up, there's no point of me going. I'm, like, that's, oh my not, that's not exercise whatsoever, right? Yeah. Eh? So people just either go, like, all or nothing all the time. But, yeah. you know, if you find a balance of, like, you're happy with what you're eating and you're going to the gym and your life is better, then you've... You've won, like yes. that's success right there. It just depends on what you want. Like if yeah. you want to look like someone in the magazine, then yeah, you got to put a lot of work. like that's literally a full-time job. So if you like ask Keisha, yeah, like when oh, she was competing, gosh. like prepping your body for a bodybuilding show is a full-time job. Yeah. so you can't have everything for you. Yeah. So even uh, do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? Duh. Yeah, love him. Come on. So Jordan, his trainer. Yeah. I actually know. I've had him on my show twice. Whoa. Yeah. I miss so. Those yeah. Um, what Jordan does, like, I think his official title is the CEO of uh, Gary's body. Cool. And basically, follows him around everywhere he goes, and he's in charge of when he goes to sleep, what he eats at every single restaurant meeting, and trains him. That's his only job to make sure that he's wow. taken care of, right? So. Even at that point, like, again, Gary's not a bodybuilder, right? So, like, imagine having that much attention on you and still not looking like you would in a magazine. Yeah. Says a lot, right? Because, like, again, Gary still is probably drinking wine with customers and clients. He's probably eating whatever he wants without Jordan knowing because everyone's a human being. But his main thing is him being an entrepreneur, not being a magazine cover model, right? Yeah. But I don't think no one really understands the middle ground of what health and fitness is, where it's just like you want to feel and move better and have more energy. Yeah. Honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else we can bring up because we're getting close to the end here, but maybe talk about your business a little bit more. And like, you can plug it away because I think that'd be awesome. Mm. So other than selling mugs, like what do you sell at your store? Who are you trying to attract and market to? And what are some customers that you didn't think you'd attract that are coming in, buying your stuff?
1: Yeah, what a question. Right? And that last question was a good one because that absolutely is happening. Um, what else do I sell? I sell a lot uh, of women's fashion that wasn't on purpose. Um, I had just brought in a couple pieces. I did some shopping, um, in LA cause that's where you can find some pretty trendy stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just brought in a couple pieces and they sold out right away. So I bring out a couple more, sell out right away. Um, so it's, it's really moving to being a mug and fashion boutique. Yeah. Um, but then I also sell a mixture, a lot of um, BC entrepreneurs products. So some local like soaps and face, sure. sorry. Oh no, that's not a phone call. Um, a lot of like bath and body products that are locally made, some clothing that is locally designed um and a lot of like little gift kind of things
0: nice. mm-hmm. awesome. like the other thing i'm like impressed with is like the fact that your store is doing so well and now we live in an age where you just go on your phone on amazon and just buy whatever you want totally so i'm kind of curious of like how do you kind of fight that off because people are still coming to your store i don't know if it's like the nostalgia of going to a store and like feeling stuff and then like, yes, I want to buy it. Or if you think it's something so, else,
1: So, <clears throat> my customers will agree to this. I'm really picky with the fabrics that I bring in. Okay. Um, the touch and feel of clothing is yeah. really important to me. And that's something that I definitely have on Amazon. um, i'll say this humbly my coworkers are always raving and cheering me on about this but they're actually not really buying the products they're buying me um they're supporting me not buying me Uh, Uh they could buy that jumpsuit from amazon Mm -hmm. or they could know that they're actually buying annie's groceries that week
0: fair enough yeah
1: so i think that's that's where it, where yeah. it lies. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe for the last question to wrap this thing up, um, what do you have down the pipeline for the heart oh my and gosh. any other like big projects you want to see, any big goals even for yourself that you want to achieve yeah. in this next year?
1: Yeah. So I'm looking for a mentor. Anyone out there? Yeah,
0: help. <laughs> help me.
1: <laughs> no, it's been a conversation that I've been having for the last couple of weeks now. Like, holy shit, I've got to resign my lease soon. Like, mm-hmm. time just flies. Um, so I really do need a mentor, a business mentor. Um, I'll find one uh, to help me with those big goals. Yeah. Because the mistake all entrepreneurs make and that I'm making is I'm literally living in the now. At least I'm recognizing that I need to make some big goals and future plans. Um, but as for now, it's like... My goal is to get, like, a weekend back.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I yep. think that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, very last question. If you had to give some parting words to the audience, <gasps> it could be, like, a word or, like, just yeah. anything.
1: Yeah. A word. A
0: word, phrase, um, advice, life so like advice.
1: One thing yeah. is just uh, be a little bit selfish and make things that are important to your health because health at the end of the day, and that's so cliche, but it is literally the only thing we have. Um, Without health, we have nothing. So be non-negotiable about the things that bring you good health.
0: Perfect, so thank you so much for your time. You crushed this thing.
1: I hope so, good.
0: All right, so that's gonna wrap up this episode, the first of many interviews with everyday people that have figured this health and fitness thing out with normal lives. So feel free to reach out and let me know if, what you thought of this little journey that I took you on with people that I know in person that are just doing amazing things. So another thing to mention, hit the show notes and click the link to add yourself to the pre-sale list for my lovely book, The Ironclad Body Training System. I am super psyched for it because I just filmed an amazing funny video as my, you know, promotional video but it's not anything that you think you would imagine it is and it's like literally the best 45 seconds that you'll ever experience in your life, at least I think so. So keep your eye out on that, it's in the web designer's hands right now to finish the landing page the moment it is done i'm releasing the date and the funny video to get things going so hit the show notes put your name and email down for the pre-sale list and you will be the first to receive the book before anyone else that's it for me until next week you guys